It's Sunday morning. Time for the Great Outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter here on WGN Radio and Thank you so much for joining me on this December morning. I have quite a show this morning on the Great Outdoors Show. My guest is Hank Burdine from Chatham, Mississippi. I've had Hank on the air before. This summer you may have read about the record low water levels in the Mississippi River. People were walking out on the river. They were walking to places that they haven't walked in recorded history. Well, Hank Burdine put his boat in the river along with friends. And they found artifacts. And I'm, we're going to talk to this morning about the artifacts they found. It's unbelievable. I've known Hank for a long, long time. We've hunted ducks together. We've traveled together. We fought the Corps of Engineers together. I never envisioned, Hank, that I'd have you on the show talking about ancient, ancient animals that were on this earth. Thank you for being with us this morning, Hank. First of all, well, we get in Chatham, Mississippi. Life in Chatham, Mississippi, pretty good. But Charlie, me and you getting pretty ancient too. Now, long we known one another. <laughs> Let's not tell anybody that, Hank. Please. All right. So, well, Hank, you've lived on the river forever. Tell me what happened. I was born and raised on the Mississippi River, and uh, one thing about that river, we were always told told to. We 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 really feared the river. We we never went out on the river without respect. Uh, you you got to be careful on that Mississippi River. Now uh, down where we are, down in the Lower Mississippi River, it's big, it's wide, and it, uh, it, it it it's treacherous. And you've got to be careful whenever you're out there. And I've been fortunate enough for the last eight, ten, eleven years to be on the Mississippi Levee Board. So. I've learned a whole lot about that river, more than I knew from just growing up on it, dealing with a lot of the powers to be out there and the dynamics of that river. And here this last spring, yes, we had the lowest, not last spring, this last fall, we've had the lowest recorded uh, records on the river that we've ever had. And uh, it's mighty low. We had some problems where we had to, shut the river down when we had some groundings, but we were able to get those cleared out and areas, tracks dredged out through there. And we, we back got a little bit more water in there and we back going now, but we got a, we got a long low go until our spring rains come in, but we operating, but, uh, it, it, it's something out on the river when it's low water like this. So you are on the Mississippi river levee board commission, which is, a tremendous responsibility. Let's start, though, Hank, with what you found on the river this summer. Well, when you uh, when you go out on the river during low water times, uh, you we the river rolls and tumbles artifacts down river from upstream up the Missouri River basin up the Ohio basin and all. And if you know where to go and look for things on the gravel bars, and now that we've got this dike system, 
out there, and that's a whole other story we can get into a little later. But uh, as these dinosaur bones and artifacts roll and tumble down the river from all over the United States, the river drains 41% of the continental United States. And the, the dinosaur national parks you've got up within the Missouri River Basin and all that, that all those bones and stuff come tumbling down. And within a little half a mile stretch of where I live right down there this past year, we have brought out uh, femur bones from uh, mastodons that are three and a half feet long, weigh over 50-something tons. They're petrified, of course. And uh, dinosaur teeth, American bison skulls, all these, all these artifacts that, or just in the bottom of the river or rolling down. And when the river goes this low, we go out and we find them. It's unbelievable. So we were reading some of this, that people were making incredible discoveries. What, I, I, how do you even, you look at something and go, that's a mastodon femur. How do you decide something's millions of years old and you pick it up? And how do you know what to look for? Well, when you're out walking around on the river, you got to be real careful when the river's this low. If you're out there, don't just go out there and go to walking around on sandbars because you can get in some. Uh, you know, you all we've always heard of quicksand, but there's another something another we call quick mud. You can get into a, a muddy place that looks like it's crusted over you and walk across it, and you break down to it, and the more you wiggle and crawl and try to get out, the deeper you go. You better have somebody with you that can help pull you out. But we know kind of what to look for. We know what rocks look like, what uh, petrified wood looks like, and stuff like that. And you get in some areas where you've got gravel bars and uh, these rock dikes, and these dikes seem to catch these things that are rolling and tumbling down the river. And I had a lady friend down from Hernando a couple of weekends ago, and we pulled up on a sandbar close to where I lived, and there was a rock dike, and we got out about 10 feet from the bow of my boat. I looked down, and I saw something that I knew was not normal. And I said, reach down and pick that up. I wanted her to be the first to touch it. I recognize it as a vertebrae, and a vertebrae of a big, big animal. And she reached down and picked up the vertebrae of a mastodon that walked uh, this earth 10, 15,000, 20,000 years ago, and it it. it I almost crumpled in my knees when I thought and I said to her, I says, look, you've picked up something that has never been touched by human hands in 20,000 years. That's some pretty strong stuff. And we, uh, you know, I, we, we, we cherish those things when we're able to go out and find them. Now, if I'm correct, you told me the other day, did you find a jawbone or some teeth? A friend of mine right up river from there, up around Wonderful, Mississippi, was out there, and he finds a lot of artifacts. He's got a stretch of river that is fairly well inaccessible to, to folks going out on the river, and he knows how to get in and uh, on family land, and he goes out and uh, knows where to go and knows what to look for. And he's got a tremendous collection of dinosaur bones and teeth and American bison skulls and all this. And he was out and he looked down and there he pulled out a three-foot section of a jawbone of a mastodon with four teeth 
fully intact in it. And, you know, how do we know that's what those are? Well, he's pretty he's pretty primed up on thing, but we can take a picture of it, and we send it to a paleontologist that we know down in Jackson that works in one of the museums, and he identifies it and tells us what it is. And about two weeks ago, a friend was up around uh, Rosedale, Mississippi, and he reached down and saw something that not supposed to be out there. This is something that looks a little different. He pulled out the jawbone with a fully intact incisor of what is called an American lion. Now, we don't think that we have ever had lions in North America, at least, but yes, we did. They were known to be down in the Florida regions, and here is the exact record of an American lion being as far upriver as Rosedale, Mississippi. And when we sent that picture in, the paleontologists, they went wild. They said, wow, this is a tremendous discovery because it adds so much to their files and and the studies they're doing about what used to be here. And it just so happened that that's an area where you, we call it Big Island. It's where the, it's the confluence of the White River, the Arkansas River, where it comes into the Mississippi River. And it was just a tremendous ecosystem back in those days, and it still is now. And that's where we found that tooth and jaw from the American lion. Unbelievable. What well, I'd like to come back after the break. You know, we think the Mississippi River just flows, the Missouri flows, the Ohio flows, the Illinois flows. And we don't realize that in the bottom down there is the history of, of the world. It's pretty cool. When the water gets as low as it got, as you said, Hank, for the first time in, in human times that we're aware of, you've been able to pull some history out of the bottom of the world's, you know, one of the great rivers of the world. When we come back in a moment, Hank, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about what transportation on the river and and some things that, that may be of interest to listeners regarding some work that might be done. We're visiting with Hank Burdine of the Mississippi River Levy Board Commission, Chad of Mississippi. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America. 720 WGN and first a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. When sunrise is your alarm clock, life is different. You eat a ditch for breakfast. Love the smell of diesel in the morning with a hot cup of joe. The weather report is 40% chance of mud. And corporate pull, that's 36,000 pounds of towing capacity with a gooseneck trailer. Mudden is PTO. You know sometimes when the paved road ends, the fun begins. Chevy Silverado 3500 HD is waiting to run over something, anything. No road, no problem, because the best way out is always through. A trouble rides a swift horse, and you don't want trouble pulling a backhoe loader. Chevy Silverado HD is a wake-up call. Now, during Chevy truck season, get a $1,000 accessory allowance toward the purchase of a new truck with accessories. You worked hard for your money. Spend it smart. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer today or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for all the details. Chevy Silverado HD. Power up and experience life in HD. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio, and hope you're enjoying it. My guest this morning is Hank Burdine, who's on the Mississippi River Levy Board Commission in the state of Mississippi, and he's been talking about 
the recovery of ancient artifacts as the Mississippi bore its bottom for the first time in in, in recorded time, our recorded time, and and the and the mastodon and the, and the jawbones of, of of animals that were prehistoric. It's fascinating, Hank. But let me just shift gears for a second. With the river, Corps of Engineers, and you're involved in this, very involved, is working to try to keep transportation going on the river at a time when the river's so low that it would bring America to its knees. How, how do they do that, Hank? How can the Corps of Engineers keep the river flowing? As it's all part of a process, Charlie, after the 1927 flood, they came up with the Flood Control Act of 1928 which authorized the Corps of Engineers and the Mississippi River Commission and to to come up with a program to to work with that river and to come up with a way to, I never say control the river, but we came up with what's called the Mississippi River and Tributaries Project, which charged the Corps with coming up with a plan to tie all these levee boats together to uh, maintain this river and to work with it to maintain navigation and maintain flood control Fortune Harbors and tributaries and all this stuff. So during all of that time and and building that, and we're about 80-something percent complete with the MR&T project right now, part of that project is to get away from the levees-only policy, which had been going on for so many years, which failed during the 1927 flood. And we realized we had to be able to have floodways. We had to be able to have spillway-type things in here to allow the river to go where it wants to go in the time of flood condition. So they put in the Birds Point uh, levee that is to be blown during high water. We've got the Bonnie Carey uh, floodway that opens up. We've got the Morganza floodway that opens up that allows the river to go where it historically wants to go into its own floodplain. And it's been working. Uh, during the great flood of 2011, the biggest flood of our recorded history, we did not lose one acre of ground to the water that was not supposed to flood, nor did we lose one life. And one major part of that program is to put in a series of dikes and revetments on the banks, where when a river comes around a bend, it tries to widen itself and widen itself, and all of a sudden it will create a cutoff on an innermost part of the stream and cut a whole thing off to a quicker, uh, faster path to the gulf. Well, by putting a dike system out there, which are concrete revetment, uh, no, no, concrete riprap in the dikes to force the river to the outside of the bank, outside of the river, and then we revet that with concrete to keep it from eroding the bank, we allow the river to stay within a course that we want it to. In so doing, the force of the river, of the water current coming through there, scours out the bottom of the river to allow us to have what is we are required by law to maintain an eight-foot channel and that's what we have realized that the river will do by these revetment banks and dikes by scouring the water, the river out. It keeps that down. Now, we went to the lowest point we've ever been in our recorded history. We had about six feet of water in there in some areas. We had some groundings. We had to sh- shut the river down, back barges up on either side until we could go in, dredge that section of river out, 
and open that flow up, and now we're back where we need to be. We got about four, five, six feet of water in there now for my low water time. We're coming back down. We're going to hold low time until our spring floods come, but we should be okay. During those times, we have to light load barges. Instead of them carrying an eight-foot draft, we have to light load them where they carry about four feet, and we reduce the number of barges on a lot of these tows. So we're okay. It's being hurt. It's uh, hitting the economics of it, but the river is not shut down. The river never shuts down because we keep it open by what the what we've been uh, forced by law to do, and the MRNT project is working. So I think about it. You talk about supply chain issues. For all of you listening, if the Mississippi River gets too low, grain doesn't move, but much of the commerce in America doesn't move, Hank. And, and you talk about a disruption of supply chain. So, Hank, let's just go. We've got about 30 seconds left. What to you was the most amazing thing to happen when you got on the river and it was at levels that no one's ever seen before, and you you got on that river, what, what struck you the most? As It's such an awesome, powerful river. What, do you, what struck you? The main thing about the river, the hardest part of me that hurts me the most is whenever I come off of that river. It's such a massive force. It's such a force of nature. And it, I, I tell folks that, we never we have a lot of fun on the river, but we never play on the river because one mistake you're in trouble. But it is the fifth coast, the fourth coast of America. We have the East Coast, the West Coast, the Gulf Coast, and the Mississippi River running right up the middle of America. That is our fourth coast. And you have no idea the commerce that flows on that river. It's so important. It's so massive and it's so so tremendously important to the commerce and the economics of America. It, 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 it's an unbelievable thing out there. And, Hank, another time we'll talk about when you and I many years ago went in a small metal boat on the Mississippi River at the complete opposite, the highest floods in history, to go duck hunting. Fortunately, we're right. a little wiser now than we were there, Hank. We'll talk about that another day. That, folks, was an experience that, well, I, I look back on, and I think, you're right, I was crazy. Hank, thank you for being with us. You're so kind to take your time. Good luck on the Mississippi. This is Visiting with Charlie Potter. I'm the host of the Great Outdoors Show here on WGN Radio, the Outdoor Voices of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.